For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I invited Taylor Lorenz from The Atlantic magazine to come into our offices and watch this video with me. Yeah, I saw this before. Mama, mama gonna kill you. Mama. So what happens in this video? So basically there's this little girl. She's really cute. She's swaying back and forth and she's singing this song like, Mama's gonna kill you. If you see her in the hallway, she will kill you. Mama, mama, mama needs to kill you. That's it. This little girl, she looks like she's in a school uniform. She's clutching a stuffed animal. I think it's a gray fox with a big pink bow on it. This is my six-year-old, almost seven-year-old daughter that knows all the words to this song because she has seen it on YouTube. And then the mom kind of who's filming her pulls away and is basically like, this is a warning to all parents. Tell your children not to listen. Do this. That's right. We know that Momo can't hurt you, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. I mean, when I see the videos, I cannot help but roll my eyes at this point. And I have all these crazy messages from parents this week telling me, like, no, Momo is real. She actually hacked my child's Facebook page. And it's like, no, she did. There's That's not even a thing. Over the last few months, Momo has become a kind of internet boogeyman, a creepy face spliced into YouTube videos for kids with bulging eyes and a stretched out smile. Picture the little girl from The Ring with exaggerated features. Parents say in some of these videos, a voice dares kids to harm themselves or harm others. They call it the Momo Challenge. I've seen these types of videos for over a year, since it first went viral over a year and a half ago about. You published an article basically saying Momo was a hoax. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, it's an urban legend might be a better word for it. It's not real. It's like Slender Man or something. Taylor says Momo is a hoax because there isn't any evidence that kids are actually following Momo's instructions. Just a lot of freaked out parents. It's crazy how many people just flat out will not believe it. Or they, you know, I've had... Will not believe that it's a hoax. Will not believe that it's a hoax and not believe that there aren't, you know, hundreds of children committing suicide over this. Like, there's just no way to tell them that it's not real. And they'll say, like, I have sources inside Google. And I'm like, I actually do have sources inside Google. I mean, I actually talk to YouTube on a regular basis. It's my entire beat. And I'm telling you this isn't real. And by the way, here's the genesis of it. And they don't want to hear it. But even though the Momo challenge isn't real, Taylor says the fear that animates it, that is. You know, it's sort of the like, it's 10 p.m. Where are your children? You know what I mean? But it's like, it's 10 p.m. Like, do you know what your children are watching on YouTube? It's actually like this evil creature that's trying to get them to commit suicide. Just it's a stranger danger. It's a stranger danger. Exactly. And I think it also kind of exploits parents' fear of these platforms, which actually are nefarious in very real, tangible ways. On today's show, Taylor's going to explain how this internet phenomenon was born and what it reveals about what should actually scare us when we go online. 
I'm Mary Harris. You're listening to What Next. Stay with us. This episode is brought to you by SAP. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI will not help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos, but it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia, or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks, or automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology, real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Who is Momo? Describe the sculpture, like what it looks like to me. Momo was a sculpture created by a Japanese artist for this sort of like horror sculpture gallery exhibit in 2016. Um, The sculpture is this woman's face that's kind of like, it's like you took the corners of her mouth and pulled them up to her eyes almost. It's this like very big grin. She's got bulging kind of like fish eyes, like her eyes are almost coming out of their sockets. And she's got this really strung out like hair, like very like wet, greasy kind of hair matted to her head. When did when did this statue become something bigger? So this sculpture was displayed in this gallery in 2016. People started taking Instagram photos of it. It's a very creepy and disturbing sculpture. So people screenshotted those photos and shared it on Reddit, the subreddit Creepy, which is a huge subreddit where people just share creepy images. From there, people kind of took the image and ascribed urban legends and creepy stories to it. So Momo has sort of taken this place as like the boogeyman on all of these different tech platforms. And it kind of manifests itself in whatever tech platform, you know, kids are kind of most using or there's most fear around. You know, it manifests in WhatsApp in some countries where that's sort of the prevalent place where a lot of kids are spending time. And also that's where a lot of this like dangerous content seems to be coming from. You know, WhatsApp has been used to spread really terrible viral fake news that's resulted in a lot of, you know, bad things. So, you know, it's also come to fruition on Facebook in countries where Facebook is more the dominant platform. That's more where people's identity lives. Facebook, WhatsApp, and YouTube are all three massive platforms that, like, there are genuinely good reasons to fear these platforms. Yeah, what's interesting is that you say this is a hoax, but this idea of a boogeyman on YouTube or Facebook or WhatsApp It's pointing to real problems. Yeah. Well, so that's what makes it so tricky. And I would say it's more of a troll than a hoax in the sense that, like, it's a real sculpture. It's a real scary thing, I guess. It's just that the narrative around it is what's the hoax. Like, the narrative around it, like, the fact that there's some challenge that kids are killing themselves over. Right. And you're saying that there are probably also videos, too, with Momo spliced into them. So this is what makes it so complicated, too, is that there are videos with spliced in problematic content. Like, that's something that trolls do a lot on YouTube. You'll see, like, a Peppa the Pig video with some person joking about suicide spliced in the middle or whatever. And that is to mess with people and fuck with people and fuck with parents and fuck with kids. And by the way, like, a lot of these, you know, there was a lot of reporting on this last year, too, but a lot of these algorithmically generated content for YouTube kids and kids content is disturbing in really dark and twisted ways. So, you know, there is this sort of like valid reason to be scared about what your kid is watching on YouTube. 
Momo, I mean, Momo is spliced into like, people started splicing her into videos and, and playing on this challenge once the idea of the challenge was already a thing. Like, it's something that trolls are doing. There's no actual Momo challenge. It's like the motivation is the hoax. Yeah, the motivation. Like, you can point to this scary image and be like, it's real. It's like, yeah, it's a real scary picture. But the narrative around it is fake. The narrative that there's some challenge that all of these kids are doing or that any children have died as a result of this. Like, all of that is just part of the broader sort of urban legend and the hoax around it. Well, what's interesting to me, you said this in your reporting, is that local news has really become the driving engine of this story. Like I I looked up an article that's tracking all the local news stories about the Momo Challenge. Utah, Wichita, Sacramento, tons of local news stories, all slightly different, all with some small smattering of reporting. Like one was mostly an interview with a five-year-old. I just want to say five-year-olds are not coherent people to interview and you cannot trust a five-year-old. A five-year-old will tell you a million things and half of them will be fantasies. If you interview a five-year-old, are you aware of the Momo Challenge and their mother or parent has been talking to them about the Momo Challenge? Like, they can come up with the whole thing. You cannot trust interviews with five-year-olds. And by the way, none of these five-year-olds are killing themselves. There's simply no corroborated reports of that. I mean, the sourcing on some of these local news stories is just truly insane. You seem really, really upset about this. I'm, it makes me so mad. It's frustrating to me, too, because like with a situation like Momo, it makes me want to defend YouTube like in some ways, which is crazy. But YouTube is really problematic. And I think it's hard because it's like in one sense, you want this bad stuff to be called out and you want parents to hold these platforms accountable. But instead, they're freaking out about some stupid viral challenge. that's not a real thing. Can you tell me like a real ghost story about the Internet? that parents should be freaked out well, about? Yeah, parents should be freaked out about like all of the other ways that that um, the internet is manipulating uh, their children and manipulating them. I mean, just the fact that, you know, YouTube's algorithms have repeatedly shown that it can radicalize people, that it, you know, takes sometimes as often as one click, two clicks to get to, you know, extremely racist, problematic conspiracy theories, um, misogynist content, stuff that's exposing probably children and also many adults to really terrible beliefs, hoaxes, like flat earther type stuff. And that these these kind of fringe beliefs and, and extremist beliefs are becoming more normalized because these platforms are promoting this content and normalizing it. Like that is actually degrading our society. That's the kind of stuff they should be worried about. You know, like what is this stuff that's actually maybe seemingly seem like seems to be OK that my kids are watching? It's not like some boogeyman thing. Like it's usually like suddenly your child's a Nazi because they've been led down some YouTube rabbit hole. The algorithm is the real Momo. That's true. I would I would say yes. The problem is this algorithm. YouTube perpetuates that. Like it, people will share or engage with something because it's extremist and YouTube takes that as a positive sign and shows you more of it or links it to more benign videos if that makes sense. So why haven't I noticed this? I mean, you should spend more time on YouTube and you will. You'll eventually I would say 80% of the time be led down a a problematic rabbit hole. Has YouTube done anything right here? Well, I give YouTube credit for responding directly and immediately to the Momo thing and and kind of trying to quell parents' fear and say that it's not real. I wish that they would come out so strongly against other problematic stuff on their platform. I wish that instead of saying like, you know, yes, we're working with some of the stuff that they would they would actually try to drive off a lot of the like 
hate and racism and sexism and like really bad stuff that gets promoted on on YouTube and or some of these conspiracy theories that are causing people to act out. I mean, a lot of the like QAnon, Pizzagate type stuff proliferates on YouTube. YouTube doesn't, you know, get involved in any of it. This week, the artist who created the sculpture that is Momo or started Momo, I guess you can't really <laughs> assign it any like cause and effect. He destroyed it or said he has destroyed it and made a big public statement that, you know, Momo is dead. Children, don't worry. Is that the end of this challenge? I love it because that's like how every horror movie starts. It's like you threw away the doll and then it comes back. (laughs) When he said that, I was just like, oh, my God, this is just going to be like Momo phase two next year. She like comes up from the trash can. So more Momo to come is what you're thinking. I mean, I think this type of like format that Momo has followed is only getting more and more aggressive. And I think I, I'm, it's kind of makes me fear for our future. But I hope everyone can be a little bit more skeptical next time. Taylor Lorenz, thank you for walking me through the Momo challenge. Thank you so much for having me. Taylor Lorenz writes about technology for The Atlantic. All right, that's the show. What Next is hosted by me, Mary Harris, and produced by Mary Wilson, Jason DeLeon, and Anna Martin, who, true story, FaceTimed with me over the weekend while we were working on the show, ended up having a long conversation with my daughter, who is four, going on five. Today, Anna sums up the entire exchange this way. Five-year-olds are not coherent people to interview, and you cannot trust a five-year-old. Talk to you tomorrow. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Dahlia Lithwick, and I'm host of Amicus, Slate's podcast about the law and the U.S. Supreme Court. We are shifting into high gear, coming at you weekly with the context you need to understand the rapidly changing legal landscape. The many trials of Donald J. Trump, judicial ethics, arguments and opinions at SCOTUS. We are tackling the big legal news with clarity and insight every single week. New Amicus episodes every Saturday, wherever you listen.